Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. This happened about seven years ago now. I was around 19 to 20 and I was a scout leader. We had a camp in a forest. The nearest city was about 10 to 15 minutes drive away. Now, every year in the month of July, we would have an international scout camp. Scouts from different European countries would join us. I was in the preparations team and we would go around two to three weeks in advance just to clean up and put the tents up and all that. In the preparation team, we had about maybe around 20 people, 10 to 12 men and the rest women. We were all in our late teens or early 20s. So, if anyone has been a scout, you might know that the first thing in a camp is setting up a flag. The flag is an important part of this camping game. Other scouts would constantly try to steal the flag. If they managed to steal, then the lost team would have to go home. This never actually happened. No one was ever really sent home or anything. It was just a rule to keep other members involved and willing to protect the flag. Therefore, we had to constantly keep an eye or a guard out, a team member near the flag. Other games involved attacking other teams and kidnapping members. All fun and games, nothing violent or harsh or anything. And it was really fun and made us be alert like 24-7. But here is where the creepy story actually begins. So one night, our preparation team was done with everything... The other two countries from Europe, about 60 people, were set to arrive in the morning. We really had nothing to do, so we set up a campfire and started singing and talking and all that. We had our guards, people from the team, set up in different locations. Two near the flag, two near the entrance, and two in the woods facing the river. 
We were tired though and eventually we decided to go to sleep. We would change guards every two hours. Each guard had a whistle and if an animal or a person was to come to the camp, they would blow a certain note of a whistle as to alarm for danger. That night I was an hour into sleep when I heard a whistle. We all woke up and ran to the team member who had whistled and she claimed that she saw three white figures running quickly in the forest near the set-up tents. We thought that the morning teams arrived early and sneaked in to steal the flag or kidnap a member or whatever, so we all decided to stay awake and go into the defense mode. We each stood guard in different locations, watching for any signs, and after some time we started hearing whistles from the deeper parts of the forest. We also started hearing radio sounds from different places. We saw some guys in white shirts running around in the forest. Me and two other people decided to check the empty tents to see if there were people hiding in the empty tents or anything, but couldn't find anyone. Then we started walking around and we heard laughter from the bush near us. It sounded like a woman laughing, so we started laughing too as we thought that we'd found the other scout team near the bush. Naturally, we walked to the bush without any hesitation but to our horror, there was nobody there. Then we heard more noises from another bush that was a little deeper into the woods. Then we heard a clear conversation between a few people speaking French, I think, in accent. We could hear them clearly, so we checked that again, but there was nothing. Then we saw a guy in a white t-shirt running fast again in front of us, but his speed was really weird. He was running so fast as if he was sliding almost. Keep in mind, we're in the woods at night with no lights. There's no way someone can just run without making a noise, but somehow this guy was running absolutely silently. It really seemed like he was sliding as well, which is weird, I know, but again, we still didn't feel threatened, I guess. We just had adrenaline rushing through us, but it was more excitement to catch them than anything else. After all, we just wanted some fun to begin with anyway. We were excited to see the teams again and have some fun, so for the next two or so hours, we kept hearing whistles and whispers in French, but we just couldn't find a single person. It was so clear that there were a lot of people hiding around us, but we couldn't catch even one of them. They were just way too quick and also really sneaky as well. Also, an important point to mention is that the arriving teams were not from France, so it was weird to hear them speak in French, but anyways, after like two hours of running in the forest in the dark, I got tired eventually. I didn't take this too seriously, so myself and a couple of my friends went back into our tents to rest for a bit. I laid down and maybe after 10 minutes, I saw a car light speeding towards us. This area is not really designed for regular cars to arrive or anything. None of us or other teams had cars as well. A bus from the near city would drop us there and pick us up after the camp was over, but we heard a car coming straight towards our tents with high beams on. It was coming so fast that we were frozen, expecting it to hit us at any moment. It happened so quickly that we couldn't even really run. Then suddenly it just stopped right near our tent. We heard the door open, but heard no footsteps. Whoever it was just closed the door and then just left. We were shaking at that moment, and it hit me that it couldn't have been anyone from the other teams. 
We got out and learned that our other teammates also had seen a jeep speeding towards our tent, but didn't see anyone come out of the car. After this, we just decided to stay awake until morning. Throughout the entire night, we kept seeing these white-shirted men sliding around us. Mind you, we couldn't see any faces. They were too quick and it was weird. But we could hear loud laughters and French whispers all around our camp. We could tell that there were a lot of strangers near the camp who were either messing around with us or had plans to hurt us or something. In the end, the sun came up and the strange things just stopped. We didn't manage to catch anyone or figure out who they actually were. In the morning, the other teams arrived and we had this leaderboard meetings every afternoon where we would discuss daily plans and meals and all that. Also, we would share about any planned or failed attacks. And all the team leaders said that they arrived in the morning, so they were not even in the country at night. Up to this day, I have no idea who those people were. I have no idea what they wanted or what their plans were. They never attacked or kidnapped anyone in the team. But it was scary when I think of it. I mean, what would have happened if we hadn't have had our guards out that night? What would happen if we were all asleep? At the end of the day, this was a campsite in a wooded area. And woods can be places where cults and crazy people gather together. And my hunch is that... It was something to do with this. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A couple of years ago, there was a problem that I used to have. I would constantly lose items in my room. Like, my room is not cluttered at all. It's mostly plain, really, and almost barren, in fact. Yet, I would constantly lose things, even if I placed it down in places that I knew for a fact that it would be there. It got to the point where I started blaming my brother or roommate. I mean, the way that these items would disappear would be baffling and infuriating. I already believed in the supernatural, but this seemed like someone was pranking me, to be honest. 
I blamed my brother a lot and he constantly denied it. Until two separate incidences of missing items took place. There was a, a shirt that I only wore at home and never outside. I lost it one day and of course I blamed my brother in an infuriating rant. A couple of days later I went to work and I saw the shirt folded up dusty on top of a locker. I honestly genuinely got scared and nearly panicked to my core at that point. Because I never ever wore my home shirt to work considering that I have a work shirt as well. And in the end, I didn't take the shirt out of paranoia and I just left it there. I came back home and told my brother about it and he was weirded out but not scared. I forgot about it until the second incident. Me and my brother were going to CVs to pick up some snacks and considering this missing item dilemma that we were going through, me and my brother right before we entered the door of the CVs agreed to check our wallets for our debit cards. We pulled it out, showed it to each other and we headed home. We got our items, headed to self-checkout, I reached into my pocket and the wallet was gone. I looked at my brother and he patted me down and we searched every nook and cranny that we could think of just in case we didn't misplace it somewhere. But in the end, we just couldn't find it at all. But my brother just looked at me bewildered. We asked one of the employees to check the camera and they did, but they said that they couldn't find anything on it. We went back home talking about it on the way. I go back inside my room, flip the lights on, and you know what I see on my bed, wrapped in a circle on my bed, like a sick joke? My wallet. I stood there for a good minute, trying to logic my way to this conclusion. I showed my brother, and to this day, we have no explanation for this. Thankfully, I don't lose things in this weird manner anymore, strangely enough, but... This wallet scenario has always stuck with me, and so with my brain trying to still figure out what happened, I'm wondering, has anyone else had this happen to them? And if it did, did it ever come back? As a teenager, I waited tables in a local restaurant to pay for the gas for my car. I met Mr. Creep there, and in my naive mind, he seemed normal at first, despite the fact that he was 20, wanting to date a 17-year-old, I guess, but leaving my job after dark scared me, so I taught myself to get in my car, shut the door, and lock in one fluid motion. It made me feel safe. Now, one night, I was leaving work and had just gotten into my car when Mr. Creep seemed to just appear out of nowhere, yanking on my door handle to try and open it. I looked into his eyes in the split second before he smiled, and what I saw absolutely chilled my bones. I don't know how to describe the evil that I saw, but it was unlike anything I've ever seen. From then on, I was terrified of him, but... I didn't let on because I was afraid of what he might do if I told him that I never wanted to see him again. I had been dating this guy for a little while at this point. After this, he constantly lied to try and impress me and tried to invent ways of being alone with me, but my instinct was to run, so I just tried to avoid him. About two weeks after this incident, the restaurant got robbed and 
There was significant evidence against Mr. Creep, just not the kind that allowed the cops to charge him. I sent on my text conversations with Mr. Creep to the police chief in hopes that it would help. Mr. Creep slithered away after that, but I always looked over my shoulder. Anyway, about five years ago, he messaged me on Facebook out of the blue. He went on about his top secret military clearance as well as a huge acreage that he owned. It made me nervous and I felt like he was trying to spring a trap or something, but I tried to put it out of my mind thinking that I would never see him again. Then today I was looking at posts about an unsolved murder when I saw his mugshot. He was now facing murder charges as well as two other violent felony charges. I am so glad that he is now locked up but also really overwhelmed about how correct my instincts were about Mr. Creep. I feel like I escaped him. I feel like I just escaped being murdered. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So I attended a community center for children in Brooklyn, New York, and I had to be no older than like six or seven. The center would take all the children on trips throughout the summer, and on one of our trips, there was this place in Manhattan, similar to Discovery Zone or a Chuck E. Cheese, but even bigger. I never could quite remember the name of the establishment. I'm guessing being that it was so long ago that the walls were interactive tablets or the children which had games on learning applications. But my brother saw it and he was glued there the entire time. There were ball pits and tubes as far as I could see. They looked like castles to me, like three separate sections. One section seemed to be closed off, I assumed being that the lights were dim in this particular area, so maybe the lights were busted or whatever. But anyway, I followed a group of older kids to see what they were up to and honestly I had a crush on one of the girls so I planned to let her know why we were there but I found her and the group of older kids at the top of one of the tub towers making out. It had me really bummed so I left on my own and I decided to go to the section that was rather dim. There was a huge padded hill at the bottom, a ball pit with the rope above it so I could just slide across and just sit there. I rolled my body down the ramp and when I looked up, right in front of my face was a young boy, laid face down, not moving at all. And at his feet and his head were two men dressed in all black suits, completely bald with black shades on. But what scared me the most were just how pale these men were. And they looked exactly alike as well, which was so weird. I knew then that I did not want to be the next kid that they got, so 
I just took off running and found my godbrother frantically trying to explain to him what I had just seen. But before I could even get it out, they made an announcement on the loudspeaker. And the next thing I know, my entire group had got kicked out of the place and they told the counselors that we were just too rowdy, which was completely untrue. The counselors thought that it was a race thing, but to be honest, I don't know about that. Maybe it was the fact that I had seen something that I shouldn't have. I never did tell anyone, I guess I ought to fear, but keep in mind that there was no man in black movies made back then, nor was the internet around like today, so I, at that time, had no idea what I was looking at. But in hindsight, those guys, they looked exactly how people describe the man in black. This happened to me a few years ago, probably back in 2017 when I was 14. I still think about this encounter almost every day. So my dad lives near a small lake in Wisconsin, but there are only about 100 people who live in the neighborhood. My brother and I spent every other weekend up there, so we knew pretty much everyone. My dad's house was the second house to the top of this large hill, and at the very top is a gas station and the diner where I would work over the summer. At the bottom of the hill was the lake and a small beach. Now that morning I was waitressing at the diner and at the end of my shift I bought a slushie from the gas station and was planning on going down to the beach for the afternoon. Parked outside the diner was a gorgeous teal vintage car. I'm not sure what brand, I'm not really good with that stuff, but... It seemed to be from the 60s and it caught my eye. There was an older man in the driver's seat and his wife in the passenger seat too. They had their windows up and I wasn't too close so I didn't get a great look at them but I did notice that they were looking at me. I didn't think anything of it and started walking home. On my walk home I remember wondering where they could have been from. We don't get many tourists around here and... I would have remembered if someone drove a car like that. Plus, the diner was off a pretty quiet highway and it was rarely used by out-of-towners. But I assumed that they were just driving through, I guess. My younger brother and I went to the beach that afternoon and hung out for a few hours. When we decided to head home, I packed up my stuff probably a minute before he did and started walking home before him. On the walk up the hill, there was probably half a city's block's distance between us. He could clearly see me, but we were too far to talk at this point. I heard a car coming towards me, and I looked back and moved to the side of the street. It was the car that I had seen earlier at the diner. They slowed down as they approached me, and I started to get nervous at that. The woman in the passenger seat rolls down her window, and I nearly wet myself. They both seemed to be wearing, like hyper-realistic latex face masks. There seemed to be no beginning and no end to the mask. There weren't noticeable holes for eyes, yet their eyes definitely seemed real, and there was no seam at the edge of the neck or anything. If they were wearing masks, they were some of the best masks that I've ever seen and must have cost an absolute fortune, but it definitely wasn't their skin. I mean, there was no way... Something about them was just so off as well. 
Anyway, the woman asked me for directions to a highway that I've never heard of. I didn't drive yet though, so this in itself wasn't that weird, but I pointed them to the highway by the diner that leads out of town. They thanked me, rolled up the window, and drove away. I ran to my brother and told him what had happened, and he said that they looked pretty normal to him when they drove past him, but they looked normal to me that morning as well. The masks, though, were just too good. I mean, you had to be close enough to notice how strange they actually looked. There was just something really unsettling about them. They didn't really do anything odd except asking a girl who was clearly too young to drive for directions, I guess, but... It was a very small community and I might have been the first person that they'd seen in hours. Who knows, but it was just the way that they looked. I've never really seen anything like it and I haven't seen anything like it since as well. I mentioned it to my dad when I got home, but he didn't have much to say about it. But I still feel really deeply unnerved when I think about it more than six years later. I don't believe in much of the paranormal stuff and I do think that they were human. At least, I think so. But why the masks? What were they doing there and why ask a child who is obviously too young to drive for directions to a highway? Has anyone ever experienced something like this before? And if you have, I would really like to hear exactly what those masks were. I was reminiscing about when my dad and I used to download ghost hunting apps and run around his apartment complex for ghosts. So I re-downloaded one today, it's just called Ghost Hunting Tools or whatever. It's an EMF reader and spirit box, or supposedly is. Anyways, I had it open for about 15 minutes and the readings were relatively normal. Spewed out some random words every couple of minutes... I noticed when it would spit out a word, the energy levels would spike a bit before then, almost mimicking how I would imagine a spirit would draw energy or something. Like, it would build up and EMF levels would go up and then down, and once the word was out, it would go down again. I figured it was fake, but kept it open in the background. I decided to try a pendulum game with a bracelet that I read about online. It said to ask out loud what side is yes and all that. I kind of felt it go one side when I asked, so I confirmed with a question, do you understand? And I felt it almost definitely start to move to the side that it assigned to yes. I've never really had that happen before, like something move on its own like that. And it was around this point that I started to feel nervous. Something just wasn't right and I read that if I were to feel this way that I should end the game immediately by saying goodbye, so I did. I turned around to my phone, which was still open with the app on my bed. The EMF reader was now spiking at the highest level that I've ever seen. It was spitting out words within seconds of each other. When the entire time that I had it open, it spit only random words out every like couple of minutes. But the weird thing was that I got actual sentences. Like, I got words together like, Near you, shoot, Diablo. I immediately held up the pendulum again and said sternly, I said goodbye, and immediately the levels went down and the scary messages stopped, which I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but that was definitely weird. 
I wasn't even sure that this was real and I'm starting to think that it was. I really don't know how to explain this and I'm scared that I didn't do enough to ward away whatever I may have been in communication with. So I'm here to ask all of you guys, what should I do? So this happened after a whole other crazy experience, attempting to sleep on a church stoop along 250W that was beside a graveyard. And while that's a story for another day, it's the reason that I broke my own rule. To fall asleep at dusk and wake up at dawn, only travel during daylight. I made this rule because it's dangerous enough to walk alongside highways during the day and would be worse at night was not thinking about paranormal activity at all. But yeah, the graveyard incident gave me such an enormous spook that I took off running and was back on the highway. By this time, it was pitch black, no street lamps and almost no cars as well, no houses or any sign of civilization either. I finally got to a point that my heart stopped pounding and was walking at a steady, relaxed pace, hoping to find somewhere to camp for the night. Then I saw something that kind of looked like a ghostly white human face a couple of feet above ground, right behind the metal bumper or fence uh, a few yards ahead of me. I looked away though, thinking that it was just my poor eyesight playing tricks on me. But when I was right beside it, I realized it was very much a face, solid and ghost white, empty black sockets in a place of eyes, with human-like features, but the face was way too long to be human. I started to run and it jumped over the railing. Picture that face that I described on a matching all-white body that was the size of a large dog with the gait of a deer and either horns or antlers as well. I wasn't able to get a good look because I was screaming bloody murder at this point, sprinting away from it as it was galloping after me. About 20 yards of sprinting later, I was running so fast that my legs couldn't keep up and I did a kind of nosedive into the pavement. It gave me some of the nastiest road burn that I've ever had, and I needed hospitalization after infection weeks later. In any case, I scrambled back on my feet, glanced over my shoulder to see it jumping back over the railing, disappearing into the brush. Not far away was a driveway to a house where, eventually, I fell asleep. To my surprise, the owner of the house did not call the police when she found me in the morning. Instead, she drove me all the way to a homeless shelter in a, a valley town called Staunton. I told her and a bunch of other shelter residents the story to ask if they knew what it was. All I got was people telling me, yeah, I've lived out there my whole life and seen plenty of things I can't explain, but without ever really answering the question. One guy told me about the not deer, but... I looked that up and it did not line up with what I saw at all. This happened over a year ago now and to be honest I'd mostly forgotten it I suppose but now it's really bothering me as my partner and I are considering getting a house in Blue Ridge area. I want to know what it was, other places it might live, what attracts or repels it so that I can definitely try to avoid another encounter at all costs. So, I'm a believer in the supernatural and have been all my life. 
I've always had experiences or feeling like I'm being watched. Having perplexing dreams of entities that felt too real as something as well, or feeling an energy that either was or wasn't happy as something as well. Now, this experience I'm going to talk about is by far the most intense and outstanding experience that I've ever had, and to be frank, I never would have even dreamed of experiencing it. So, back in spring of 2020, it was an average night as I was doing what I usually did, watching YouTube, scrolling through my phone as I wind down from the day and get ready for bed. Nothing out of the ordinary and no foreign or unsettling energies were present. Time goes by, it's time for bed, I get cozy and start getting sleepy. A couple of minutes go by, give or take, and I'm starting to notice that it's getting really cold and not just, huh, it's a little chilly type cold, I'm talking freezing down to like zero degrees type cold, which never happens where I live, especially on the countryside during spring. But it was absolutely freezing. I was shaking it was so cold and I could see my breath now too. I could tell that something was way off so I sit up and am instantly hit with this intense presence of being in the corner of my room to the right of my bedroom door. Now, my room isn't very big, I would estimate 6 by 12 so if you were in here with me it'd take less than like one step to get to the other side. This thing, I could feel it standing there just staring at me, unmoving as it took me in and I took it in. I could see this thing clear as day in my head, a perfect image as if it showed itself to me. And boy, it was not pretty. First, its skin was black as the void itself. No other colors were present. Its face was nothing but two hollowed out holes in a black contorted skull. No other features but empty sockets. Its body and limbs were thin, malnourished to the fullest extent, being like twigs. Along with its arms and legs being abnormally long, this thing was standing at, I would estimate to be about eight foot tall. Despite this thing being a demon or whatever, it seemed to hold no hostilities towards me. It just stood there, looking at me until maybe 20 or 30 minutes pass and it finally leaves. The temperature instantly warms up, there's no more presence and I'm alone once more. Weirdly, it didn't shake me up as much as it did astonish me, I guess, being so close to such an otherworldly thing let alone its center of attention. And look, I know that this is a fairly out there and extremely boggling experience, but if anyone else has had a similar experience, then please do let me know. It would be nice to know that I'm not the only one who has had something like this happen to them, because it certainly sticks with you when it does. I work overnight at a 24-hour diner. You can probably guess what company, but I'm used to weird people and odd things happening, I guess. But tonight was just too much. The restaurant backs up to a field that has a tree line, and my cook and I went out back to take a smoke. We could hear someone yelling in the distance, but we do have a lot of homeless people that come through town that usually are harmless, so we just shrugged it off as weird and went back inside. 
Later on, I came out again to smoke and throw away some trash in the dumpster that is next to the field. It was stupid to go over to it, but I hadn't heard him again. But as I'm walking away from the dumpster, I hear, Hey, come here. Hey, come here. It was much closer than we had heard him yelling the first time. I went inside and got my co-worker who owns a car with a spotlight on it. We shined it out into the field, which again was not that smart and we admit that, but we just couldn't see where he was. But he kept saying, hey girl, come here. I called the cops by this point because it was just too weird. As soon as I get off the phone with them, he comes walking out of the field He's an older man wearing a tan trench coat and my coworker and a customer ran back inside because this dude was hauling butt across the parking lot. He started to come towards the door and I called the cops again. My cook cut him off and told him that he needed to go. The man was acting really erratically, yelling at my cook and said, I'll end your life next time I see you. He kept moving his jacket by his waist like he was flashing a weapon but... I couldn't see anything from inside. The cops get him down the road and an officer came by and basically said that the guy was homeless and not mentally stable. <sighs> no kidding. We told them everything that happened and my cook pressed charges on him. The officer told us that there wasn't anything that they could really do and he wouldn't give her his name so in the end they just let him go. Basically ended with... Oh, by the way, he's known to carry a knife in his waistband. Call us if you need us. Bye. He came back, though, again hauling butt across the neighborhood parking lot and back into the field. We could hear him screaming, yelling, Hey, come here again and again. We got busy when the bars closed and haven't heard him yelling since, but I know that he's still back there because I had caught him sleeping behind the dumpster before. My manager comes in in the morning and I'm going to try and get her to let me take a picture of him of the security tapes so that I can warn the other third shift workers. The field that he's camping out in also backs up to a middle school but the cops said again that there was nothing that they could do. Hopefully he moves on and just leaves us alone or the cops can get him on something where no one gets hurt but at this point it's not looking good. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today 
or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.